Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 679, air date July 26th, 2020. Here we go. So hello, everyone. Good evening. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. We have people on Instagram up, and I'm glad uh, everyone's here. It's, it's late a little bit. We had a long day today. Uh, as many of you know, um, uh, when uh, in our run for U.S. Senate, I'm out there meeting with volunteers campaigning. We had a really, really good event today in a place called Mattapan, which is one of the central areas of Boston. It's a very, very uh, important area because there's been a big discussion. It's a lot of African-American community from all different backgrounds. So we had a very, very good discussion there about real racism versus fake racism. And you can see the broadcast on my Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube if you wanna look at it. But today, what we're gonna be talking about in the series that we're doing on the immune system is on ginger. And um, what I wanna do is before I talk, I wanna take just a little bit of time just to share with you at a high level, I wanna change the format a little bit, you know, what is ginger? Uh, or may, basically the main takeaway points, and then we'll come back and say hello to the people who are, who are coming in from everywhere. Um, but um, a few days ago, I did the uh, power of negative ions, as some of you, uh, may know then I did a whole talk on uh, garlic and then turmeric and then we also did green tea but today uh, we did onions yesterday but today we're going to do uh, the power of ginger so I hope you enjoy it because this is in a series that we really start focusing on on the power of food it's clear that the CDC or the government doesn't really give a damn about uh, food as medicine this has been one of the most powerful things uh, that humanity has learned over many thousands of years in all cultures. We also recognize that the other aspect of this is that um, those in power really care about the almighty dollar and power, profit, and control. So everything they do is guiding a larger narrative. There's a big collusion now with the fake news media and fake science. Academia, by and large, is all about following money. It's uh, unfortunately not about following truth. But you know, the good news is we still have access to this. Uh, I was fortunate to get educated in a lot of areas and our commitment uh, here is to really educate all of us and learn from each other in the power of food and particularly the power of one of the most important systems of our body, the immune system. Because if we support the immune system, you support all other systems that come from that. Um, so in today's talk, we're gonna, as I mentioned, we're gonna talk about ginger. And at a high level, what I wanna share is these are the main things you're gonna take away. So I thought I'd start with the main things and then we peel back. And those of you on Instagram, you can go to YouTube, you can go to Facebook, as well as you can go um, to Periscope to see the slides. Um, the key things uh, relative to ginger immune health is first of all, ginger really stops inflammatory enzymes. Remember, you, you know, if, if your body, you know, let's say you hit your hand with a hammer, right? And it starts hurting. All, you need inflammation to make sure that um, the body heals. But out-of-control inflammation or constant chronic low-grade inflammation is what, what leads to many diseases. And if your immune system is dysfunctional or weakened, the body doesn't know how to react. And that's when it creates what's called the cytokine storm, which we'll talk about. But ginger fundamentally inhibits inflammatory enzymes like COX-2, COX-2, that's what's involved if you ever take ibuprofen or Advil. You know, it goes and shunts COX-2, but the problem is it's a single molecule when you look at ibuprofen and Advil, but it also causes side effects, you know, if you use a lot of it for your kidneys. And then there's five locks, another 
uh, enzyme, uh, and, and thereby ginger really modulates your immune system. Okay, it's really like shock absorbers. The second thing is ginger directly kills bacteria and fungi. You know, when I was growing up as a kid in, in the village in India, or when I came to the US, my mom and my grandmother, once a week, like on Fridays, we get a high potion of ginger. And I think it was a way that you took it regularly to really knock out the bacteria and the fungi. The other piece is ginger in inhibits inflammatory cytokines. You know, those cytokines that cause inflammation in your body, we'll go over that. And for people with allergies, you know, allergic reactions and asthma systems, ginger really mitigates that. So those are the four key things we'll talk about. Okay, let me just say hello to people who are calling in from different parts of the country. We have people coming in from Thailand, we have people coming in from Texas, hello. Uh, we have people coming in from um, uh, uh, Serbia, it looks like Maine, uh, uh, Texas again, Boston, Denmark, Illinois, uh, Alberta, great to have you. Um, Michael Gray, uh, South Texas, Calgary, um, British Columbia, Boston, Florida, Mexico, South Dakota, uh, watching Hillary's from Boston, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma, and so on. Anyway, great to have everyone on. Um, in the interest of time, I'm just gonna jump right into this. Um, all of you know that you know our run for US Senate is really a, a very a unique way that we're running for Senate. We're actually educating people along the way. It's not just, hey, I'm gonna do this or that. We're actually doing what we're talking about. And doing what we're talking about means really um, focusing in on freedom, which means standing up and making sure open debate takes place. If you notice, we've done many, many events. We don't go wearing masks. We don't go do, doing this nonsensical social distancing. People come together. We recognize that we are a human race, a civilization of people all are interconnected. This whole thing about putting masks, social distancing, eventually putting bubble wrap around all of us is really has, has nothing to do with being human. What it really is in many ways being very individualized, thinking that I'm gonna protect myself, you protect yourself. This is not, it has nothing to do with natural processes. The reality is we're all walking germ factories. We all are supposed to interact. We're supposed to build herd immunity that way. But their model is to make us machines and not really focus on the reality of what how nature really operates. So in many ways, it's anti-nature, it's anti-human. Um, so that's why you know our, our, our US run for Senate is, is so important because it's based on us having freedom of discourse. Today, we had you know, close to 100 people who show up in Mattapan on a hot day, on a Saturday when people could be doing other things. We talked about racism, we talked about health, but we fundamentally talked about the need for freedom. With freedom, you can practice science to get to truth. And with truth, we can really understand what are the real problems and the real solutions for the health of our body. And one of the real solutions here is, is to boost the immune system, because if we have a strong immune system, you have strong bodies, and you can really fight for freedom. Um, those of you who are in the United States and are US citizens can support our campaign. You can donate. Um, but you know, as a part of my run for Senate, this is not about me just taking money from you. I it never felt right, as many of you guys know. Um, part of when you support our campaign is I want to give you a book called System and Revolution, which is there, which really teaches you system science, which teaches you the fundamental principles of all systems in the universe, including your body. You learn that theory. And then I want to give you a tool called Your Body, Your System. And that tool 
helps you apply systems principles to understand your body as a system. But that's only the beginning. I want you to understand that so you could understand all the principles of all systems in the universe. Um, those of you who are outside of the United States and you want to get access to these tools, you can literally go right to yourbodyyoursystem.com, yourbodyyoursystem, and you can get access to those tools. But fundamentally, um, separate from the book, the tool actually helps you analyze your particular body, understand what kind of system you are. So the, uh, the engineering approach here, which integrates with Eastern medicine nicely, is that your body has three sort of elements, the, the forces of movement, transport, the forces of conversion, like in your body digestion, and the forces of structure and storage, like your frame, your bones. And by answering these questions, you can find what kind of system you are denoted by the red dot. You can then uh, find, answer another set of questions on what's going on in your life today. And you can find out how close you are to the red dot, which is you. In this case, that's the black dot. And then you can, uh, the system actually helps you calculate like a tutor, helps you figure out how you can use the inputs of food and supplements and exercise to bring you back to you. And that's what systems thinking is all about. Understand a complex system by these forces. Understand what kind of situation you're currently in. It could be used for flying an airplane or a car or maintaining your house. And then figure out what inputs you need to do to get back into alignment. So I want to, as a part of our campaign, I want to teach all of you this approach because then you can actually start applying these principles to political systems, economic systems, etc. All right? So please take advantage of that. And also, any of you out there who want to support our campaign by volunteering, you can email me, vashiva at vashiva.com. We have people we need to make phone calls. If you want, if you're in Massachusetts, you can, um, you know, support us doing standouts and, and uh, going to events. But we have about 37 days left in the campaign. We have to win this campaign for all of us, uh, particularly at this crucial point that we're at. So let's jump right into the, today's talk. Um, as I mentioned, it's about ginger, as we talked about. Um, let's go right into it. Um, so these are the main things that Ginger does, and we'll come back to it. Those of you who want to learn the other things I'm up to or what my background is, you can go to V as in Victor, A, Shiva.com. You'll hear the history of my being a scientist since I was a 14-year-old kid, inventing the first email system. And you can go to the Shiva for Senate website to learn more about our campaign. But And you'll also learn, you know, I run three different companies. One of the companies is focused on really... Um, uh, came out of one of my inventions out of my MIT PhD work, how to model, model M-O-D-E-L, uh, using the computer, different types of chemical reactions in the body, or for more specifically, different diseases. And that's what Cytosol is all about. So to give you by way of analogy, you know, when we build airplanes, we used to build airplanes hundreds of years ago or 100 years ago, um, we built an airplane, and then maybe we did some wind tunnel testing. That's what this diagram is over here. And then after that, we would put a pilot in. And if he died, he said, oh, gee whiz, he died. And if he succeeded, then we try to figure out why it worked, okay? But it was basically a trial and error. Today, that's not done. What we do is when we come up with a new design for an aircraft wing, we mine all the papers, we understand the physics, and we use the computer to actually, on the computer, model, or what I call in silico, which means on the computer, model, the actual aircraft. We can try all different types of billions of different of wing designs. And then out of, the, out of those we think that work, then we test them in the wind tunnel and we actually don't kill a lot of pilots anymore, okay? This is a process that takes place 
in the engineering sciences. And this is the uh, technology that I created Cytosol, and I'll tell you how I why I did that. Because right now, the way we create a medicine is nowhere near how we were, you know, do it for an airplane. It's not engineering. It's sort of shoot and uh, miss, and if something succeeds, then we start explaining why. But fundamentally, the drug companies find a drug, then or they think something works, they test it in a test tube, um, and then they test it, um, you know, in, in animals, kill a lot of animals. And then if this three steps work, then they go to the FDA and they say, hey, I want to test it on humans. And then they do phase one, phase two, phase three. Those phases mean more and more humans are involved in the testing. Well, this process is quite inefficient, takes you know 13 to 15 years, you kill a lot of animals, and the stuff coming out of there at the end of that process has many side effects, okay? And that's why you can still sue pharma companies and it's not done for the particular individual. And this is why year over year, the orange line pharmaceutical companies spend a ton of money in R&D, but they're not actually getting new drugs approved because even the FDA is finding many of these drugs cause side effects, okay? So in my view, um, I've always felt that medicine didn't take an engineering approach like we take into building airplanes. It takes a very, you know, you know, basically you shoot a bunch of things and something falls out and if you mysteriously find something, great, and there's a lot of side effects. However, in 2003, as I've shared before, all of that changed, people realized um, after the genome project ended, as you can see from this graph, in 2003, um, the genome project ended and it, and it turns out the irony of the genome project was we find out we only have the same number of genes as a worm. We went into it, as you can see in the beginning part of this graph, we thought that we had you know, close to about 100,000 genes in 93 because the thought was, oh, we're more complex than a worm, we must have more genes. Well, it turns out we only have 20,000 genes and that's what a worm has. So this flipped biology on its head and people realized we needed to take a systems approach. Systems approach means finding the interconnections. So the genes interact with proteins. So if we want to understand the whole human being, we have to interact all the way from the genes, the proteins, the cells, the tissues, to the organs. So it's a much more complex problem. And in 2003, one of the ideas, when I returned back to MIT to do my PhD was, could you interconnect the system of the entire human cell? Could you mathematically, in fact, model the cell on the computer? Because if we could do that, A, we could eliminate animal testing, we could really use the computer to figure out all the potentials and really find out what, what works. And the idea was you would take these molecular pathways, which are pieces of the jigsaw puzzle in the literature. So for example, if you look at a disease like cancer, you find out if you read all the tens of thousands of research papers, every research paper always says, oh, you know, we discovered chemical A reacts with chemical B to get chemical C. They're called biological pathways. Now, if you could get all those pathways, interconnect them, and then convert them into mathematical models, you could use a computer to uh, do stuff before killing animals and people. So that's what Cytosol is. Cytosol is a technology platform to model molecular mechanisms on the computer. And that's what I created. So, um, and we now, you know, I had, after I did it for my PhD work, then I wrote a lot of papers and it's a very cool technology. We use it to help a lot of the natural product companies figure out what works, what doesn't. And we're actually using it to discover new medicines. Um, and I have a deep interest because of my background in natural medicine. So that's where we really use this. And um, 
And what we're able to do, one of the processes, we can take all the papers in the field, get all the molecular pathways, analyze them, and really deliver a source of truth based on what's out there in science without cherry picking some of them. So if you go back to this concept of where you're using the computer to build an airplane, now think about you're using the computer to mine all the literature and model molecular pathways or diseases on the computer and then find what works. So for example, here we've taken all the papers having to do with inflammation and where the herb turmeric, the active ingredient being curcumin involved in inflammation intersects. So you can see the outer cell wall, the inner cell wall, and you can see all the places uh, curcumin interacts. This, this is about 6,000 scientific papers. Similarly, we can do that with resveratrol, which is the active ingredient in red grapes. And then we can figure out what happens when you combine them. And all of this we can do through simulation on the computer. So you can see here, we can then run simulation experiments. So the far right column is a biomarker, a cytokine, when it's high, you have inflammation. So first we have a high level of inflammation. We don't give curcumin and resveratrol. Then we just give curcumin. You can see it drops from 0.15 to uh, 0.05 because curcumin is an anti-inflammatory, but we just give resveratrol. It also drops, not as good, but then when we combine them, which is what we do when we eat food, you can see what happens here, where it, it gives the, the level, as you can see, it goes from 0.15 down to 0.03. But we're using less curcumin, less resveratrol, but it's what's called the combination effect, the synergistic effect, okay? So that's uh, the background on cytosol. So when we use cytosol to really uh, look at all the information on ginger, first of all, some background, we find out it's one of the most commonly used um, dietary condiments in the world. You know, I'm making some curry right now. After this, I'll go eat, you know, ginger. I took fresh ginger and I mashed it and I put it in there. It's really a rhizome. It's the, it's not just a root, but it's the bulbs that go on the root. And it's the main portion of ginger that's consumed. And it's medicinal uses dates back 5,000 years, you know, China and Indian cultures. And the medicinal effects of ginger attributed to compounds called gingerol, G-I-N-G-E-R-O-L, and we'll go through those. But overall, the composition of ginger is about 115 chemical compounds. Look, a pharmaceutical drug is one little chemical compound, but when you take an herb like ginger, it's got 115. Think about all the powerful synergies there. Like we just talked about curcumin and resveratrol. It also has minerals and vitamins and what are called gingerols. Relative to uh, minerals, uh, in 100 grams of ginger, you'll find about 88 grams of calcium, 174 grams of phosphorus, very important for the brain, 9.3 milligrams of manganese, a little bit of zinc, less than one, one milligram, uh, iron, about eight milligrams, copper, about half, uh, about half a milligram, and germanium. Um, the other thing is there's some very important vitamins in ginger, vitamin C, about 9.3 milligrams, and a lot of carotenoids, okay, 79 milligrams. So what are gingerols? Gingerols are the uh, things that make ginger, ginger. That's why it's called gingerols. 33 ginger, all related compounds. The four main ones are six gingerol, there's eight gingerol, there's 10 gingerol, and there's six shogol, okay? These are the different gingerols. And the reason they're different, if you can see, is where the OH group, so if you look at six, the uh, hydroxy group here, you notice it's it's at one, two, three, four, five, six, okay? Here, it's at the, I'm sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six. Here, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's at the 10th position from the end. 
this is eight ginger all said one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 10th position and so on. And this is six also. So um, there are four types of major ginger alls that are the active components. And when you really broadly look at all the literature, ginger all has many, many effects um, related to immune health. You can see what it does. It has inflammatory, um, I mean, targets of ginger all. Um, uh, so ginger and its constituents really target certain compounds. So for example, they target inflammatory enzymes. They knock them out. They target inflammatory cytokines like interleukins, interferon gamma, and TNF-alpha. TNF-alpha, we've talked about a lot, is a very uh, inflammatory cytokine. Transcription factors like NF-kappa-beta, which are involved in cancer. Cell growth regulators like GOG1. Um, cell death regulators. Look, uh, in cancer therapy, your cells, which are supposed to die, don't die. And that's called cell death. And there are at least four important chemicals involved in that P53, BCL2, as you can see, survive in one and backs. And gingerol actually goes and inhibits those. And then when, when cancer starts metastasizing, it starts doing a process called angiogenesis using a chemical called VEGF, that's over here. And gingerol also inhibits that. So you can see, Gingerol inhibits a lot of these processes. As you can as you can go out here, it inhibits cyclooxygenase, IFN gamma, suppression of TNF alpha and NF kappa beta, activation of GO1, GO1, uh, inhibition of VEGF, activation of VAX, inhibition of lipoxygenase, activation of P53, inhibition of interleukins, and in inhibition of BCL2 and survivin. The point I'm making here is you don't need to know all that but um, ginger has very powerful effects across a range of, uh, of events involved in immune health, cancer, et cetera. And ginger exhibits the following biological effects. So those are the chemical effects, but first of all, it, it, it inhibits inflammatory processes, which affects the immune system. It's a neuroprotector, protects the brain, anti-tumor effect, hepatoprotective, protects the liver, anti-obesity activities, okay? protects this gut, gastroprotective effects. One of the nice uses of ginger, ginger ale, you know, if you're ever nauseating or you feel like you have, um, you know, uh, uh, you want to vomit or you have nausea, ginger is a, a great thing. Get a little bit of ginger ale. Anti-diabetic, antibacterial, and also photoprotective effects. Um, quick review before we jump into the important effects of ginger for boosting the immune system. What is the immune system? As I've talked about before, the old model of the immune system is a two box model, which means they only look at the fact that you have this innate immune system, which is the immune system consisting of cells in your eyes, your, you know, your nose, your mucous membrane, and your gut, your skin, you know, all the things that connect with the outer environment. That's when a, when a virus or fungus or bacteria comes, that's the first thing it faces. And that innate, innate immune system starts shooting everything non-specifically. Okay, and then in the old model of the immune system, you also have the adaptive immune system. If that, after a virus goes through that, or a bacteria, or a fungi, or a parasite, um, or particularly in the case of viruses, your adaptive system in, in, kicks in and tries to create an antibody, more like a sharpshooter. Anyway, this is the old model of the immune system used to promote vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. And as you know, I'm not pro or anti-vaccine. My view is that giving everyone the same uh, medicine doesn't work. One size does not fit all. 
But the reality is that as I presented at the National Science Foundation, I was asked to give the prestige lecture about six months ago. And I said, look, this old model of the immune system isn't correct. The real model of the immune system is you have the innate and the adaptive. You also have the interferon system, which I've uh, well, research is a part of my PhD work and thereafter, the interferon system is a part of your immune system, which links the innate and the adaptive. And it's a part of your immune system, which creates interferons, things that actually interfere, not only with when you're exposed to a virus, but thousands of other viruses. So your body actually wants to get hit with a virus, you know, and it gets strong um, by the creation of interferons. We also have the microbiome and the virome, all the gut bacteria. And we have about, you know, 60 trillion bacteria in our body. We have about 380 trillion viruses, as I've shared before. So we're a walking germ factory. We have about 6 trillion cells. So we have 10 times more viruses. We have about, I mean, bacteria uh, in our body and about 60 times more or more than 60 times more, you know, viruses. And that's called the microbiome and the virome. And that's connected to the neural system, which is our brain, the gut and the brain are connected. So the immune system is much more complex. As I've shared, one of the things that emerges out of this is that each one of us is a unique system. And what's right for you may not be right for me. So for the government dictating that everyone should take this medicine or everyone should, every kid should get these same vaccines is absurd. It's fake science, unfortunately. So that's uh, the review. So let's talk about ginger. So gingerols, which are the modulate the immune system through their anti-inflammatory properties. As I've shared before, when you, um, when a virus and a pathogen comes to you, by the way, they're all around us. It's not that that virus or the pathogen eats away your flesh, eats away your lungs, like the news media has presented. It's absolutely not true. When you have a dysfunctional immune system, when you have a weakened immune system, your own bodies immune system goes haywire and it starts attacking you. So when I use the word modulate, these gingerols are like shock absorbers, like I've talked about these other foods. They modulate your immune system through their anti-inflammatory properties. That's number one. Ginger's essential oil also exhibits antimicrobial effects, which means actually can go kill bacteria and fungi. Ginger also alleviates allergy symptoms through the, through stopping histamine release. And ginger also relieves asthma symptoms by inhibiting airway contraction. So these are four processes that are involved in immune health. So let's get into the molecular systems of this. So here's gingerol, right? That's that molecular structure that we're looking at. I think this is one, two, three, four. This is six gingerol. And what, you know, a lot of research has been done on this. It's not just me, but when you distill all that research, what you find is first of all, inflammation. If you have that leads to disproportionate amount of immune response. If you have chronic inflammation going on, your body's immune system is disproportionate, it goes haywire. So what gingerols do is they inhibit enzymes like COX-2, which is when you take Advil, Advil does the same thing, but Advil is a single molecule. It doesn't, it also can go cause side effects, but ginger inhibits uh, enzymes like COX-2 and 5 locks. Now, COX-2 creates a very inflammatory molecule called PGE2. So gingerol inhibits COX-2, so it doesn't form PGE2, very much like what ibuprofen does. And it also inhibits 5-LOX, which creates LTB, which is also causes inflammation. So that's on one side. But guess what else gingerol does? 
gingerol goes inhibit, inhibits a bunch of very important and powerful cytokines, which create the cytokine storm. One of them is IL-8, IL-1-beta, and TNF-alpha. And gingerol also inhibits the transcription factor NF-kappa-beta, which is responsible for transcribing a whole bunch of genes to create TNF-alpha, IL-1-beta, and IL-8. So in summary, uh, gingerol is like shock absorbers. It modulates your immune system so your body doesn't overreact, okay? Very powerful food. It does it in two ways, as you can see here. The other thing gingerol does not only modulate your immune system, but it actually has antimicrobial effects like vitamin D3 we talked about. Ginger, particularly the essential oil of ginger, literally goes and damages the quote-unquote wall or the membrane. Um, uh, it causes membrane disruption of you know bacteria and fungi, okay? Bacteria and fungi disrupts their cell walls uh, or their membranes. And uh, relative to fungus, it does the same thing. It also disrupts their membrane. So this is ginger essential oil. That's what the research shows. The, the other thing ginger does is those people have lots of allergies. You know, the allergies come because your basophils release what's called histamines. And, and uh, this, this is actually uh, uh, ginger, sorry. Sorry, this is a, um, this slide is a wrong slide. This is a slide I want to go to on asthma. Uh, asthma, uh, ginger, when you have asthma taking place, uh, the gingerols actually come in. And when asthma takes place, a couple of things occur. When you, under asthmatic conditions, um, calcium two ions enter the airways, okay, your airways, um, uh, enter the airway smooth muscle, ASM cells, and they cause contraction. So when people have um, asthma going on, the ASM smooth muscles are actually contracting because CO2 ions enter, as you're seeing here, okay? And that causes a series of reactions which causes contraction of your airways. And, and, and the extended contraction of the airway worsens the asthmatic symptoms. So the more and more it gets contracted, you know, people start having problems breathing. So what does gingerol do? As you can see, gingerol right here inhibits, gingerol comes in, inhibits, um, uh, it prevents CO2 ion entry by inhibiting the calcium channels on the ASM cells. So gingerol literally blocks, so those CO2 cells you know, are inhibited from entering. And by that inhibit inhibition, gingerol inhibition of calcium channel leads to alleviation of the asthma symptoms, okay? Because it alleviates those asthma contractions. So sorry about the garlic, The it's not, uh, this slide is wrong, so X that out of your thing. We're really talking about gingerol's effects on the asthma symptoms. Um, the other piece is how much should you take? Well, um, according to research done in 2006, Schwartner et al., about 250 milligrams to 4.8 grams a day. Look, I use ginger in all, uh, everything I do, oops, this is wrong. Sorry, we were doing this earlier. Let me just change this here. This should be ginger, very sorry. Um, let me go back up. So, so maintenance dose about 250 milligrams, about 408 grams. For pain benefits, um, you know, where you're under extreme pain, inflammatory pain, you're looking about two grams a day. That's black at all. You know, what I do is if I'm feeling inflammation, if I'm working out heavy, um, I will take ginger root. By the way, it's very important to take off the skin in traditional cultures, cut it and boil it in water and have ginger tea. Very, very valuable. For sugar control, we're looking at diabetes. You're looking about 
1.6 grams or 1600 milligrams per day. And for migraines, again, a lot of research done on this, you're looking about 250 milligrams single dose. And for nausea, you know, if you're feeling ill, again, ginger ale, you know, obviously you get it organic and without all the sugar, uh, is 250 milligrams to two grams per day. Um, relative to the research, and you can share this with your friends and family, it's a well-researched herb, just like as, as I've shared with the others, about 12,260 research articles, 231 clinical trials, and nearly 90 years of research, 89 years of research on ginger. Um, again, I made a mistake here. This is ginger. Sorry about that. That's what happens when you're trying to do a lot of things. But anyway, please forgive me for that. But that's ginger. Okay. So you can see uh, there's multiple health benefits. We have the dosages here, and it's a well-researched herb. Finally, to talk about from the Eastern or the engineering system standpoint, as many of you know, um, actually, let me go back to the slides here because I don't think I was sharing. Sorry about that. Um, let me just share those again for all of you at home. Um, if you look here, um, we, we talked about the asthma aspects of ginger where it constricts, where it stops blockages, CO2, calcium, and these are the different dosage uh, dosages for ginger. And then finally, we talked about it as about 12,260 research articles. When we look at it from a system standpoint, as I've shared with you, if I take a systems approach, and let me go back to this slide, which is online, which you can go to your body, your system. Uh, as I've shared, when you look at the body as a system and you take an engineering systems approach, if you did a mapping using your body, your system, you'll find out that your body has a certain set point. That's what the red dot is. And over here, you'll find out your body when it's imbalanced, when it's ill or you're not feeling that great, that's the, the black dot. So in order to bring the black dot to the red dot, you can use different foods. So what you're doing is you're manipulating the forces of transport, motion, conversion, let's say digestion in the body or storage, which is like memory storage, fat storage, etc. And so when you look at uh, from a systems approach, when you look at uh, something like ginger, how does ginger affect it? So this is looking at from an Eastern standpoint or a engineering system standpoint. First of all, ginger lowers transport, okay? So ginger lowers vata. So many times where people are feeling ill, you know, you have a lot of vata. Vata is involved in flatulence, discomfort, you know, gas. So ginger helps lower that. Fresh ginger also lowers conversion, okay? So if you have, um, you know, digestive issues going in the fresh ginger, very different. Fresh ginger lowers it, but the dry ginger increases digestion, okay? So this is a difference. Fresh ginger lowers, right? So if you have, you know, stomach, you know, you, you feel like something, you have acid or something like that, the fresh ginger lowers it, but the dry ginger increases digestion. And ginger also lowers kapha or storage, which is fat storage, okay? That's what this aspect means relative to diabetes. So in many ways, you can look at it from the Eastern standpoint or the Western standpoint. So in summary, ginger has four different effects. It reduces and inhibits inflammatory enzymes, COX-2 and 5-LOX, therefore controlling you know, the cytokine storm, uh, and it also inhibits cytokine, um, cytokines, inflammatory cytokines. And the other thing is ginger directly goes and kills bacteria and fungi, and ginger also mitigates allergic reactions and asthma symptoms. All right, there you go. So that's our talk today on ginger. So we've covered 
the power of going to the beach, you know, negative ions. We've covered the value of green tea modulating the immune system. We've covered now garlic, onions, and ginger. You can use them in your diet. You know, they're very healthy. Uh, as we talked about the garlic and the on onions have organosulfur compounds and ginger really has those ginger oils. So let me see if there's any questions. And by the way, thank you everyone for sending in those emails to vashiva at vashiva.com. We have them all in the pipeline coming in. Um, someone said, we're often told that cooking foods breaks down molecular structures. How does cooking affect herbs? Great question. Look, most traditional cultures didn't overheat things, okay? They did either slow cooking or steaming, um, meaning they modulated it so you didn't overcook the herbs or you cooked them, you know, in a certain portion that you extracted the maximum amount of value from them. Um, my view is, you know, there's the raw food diet people have done, um, which has its value. But ultimately, I think lightly steaming, slow cooking um, is one of the best ways to really extract nutrients from the food. If you overcook foods, high heat, you're looking at things that you're actually damaging and denaturing the compounds. Someone said, what about holy basil and ashwagandha? We're going to be doing a talk on ashwagandha. Holy basil is called tulsi, uh, very powerful effects for the brain. Um, but we'll, we'll be doing both of those. By the way, if you want me to do them, remind me, vashiva at vashiva.com. Um, how can I get ginger? I'm not sure, Tudi Hernandez. So where can you get ginger? Well, if you go to your store, you can buy powdered ginger, comes in a bottle. You can get fresh ginger, which looks like a root. And if you're going to use ginger, my recommendation is take the skin off and then you can, if you have a mortar and pestle, pound it or cutting into small pieces. But those are the two ways you can get ginger. Sometimes you can actually take, uh, this is called a dry ginger. You take, you can get fresh ginger or you leave it to dry and then you mash it up and that you can use in teas, etc. But very different effect, fresh ginger and dry ginger have different effects. Someone says, what form should I consume? Well, look, um, if you consume the, 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 um, the, um, uh, the, you know, the fresh ginger, it has different effects than the dry ginger. The dry ginger really increases digestive capabilities, right? Increases what's called digestion. So if you already have a lot of great digestive going on, you know, good enzymes, you know, be careful how much dry ginger you use. It's very powerful. It's very heating for the body, as we say in Chinese or Indian medicine. Um, if you use the, 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 the fresh ginger, it's not, it's cooling, but it won't have as much of a heating effect. You know, it's valuable for, you know, if you're doing it for, you know, like nausea, digestion, those kind of things. I mean, not nausea, st uh, stomach issues. Next. Um, yeah, someone says fresh ginger, fresh ginger is tea, nanny, and will help strep throat bacteria. It is great. Yeah, as I said, as the research shows, when you take the ginger, it literally disrupts the cell walls of the bacteria. You know, uh, ginger is very, very powerful when you start feeling like someone said here, strep throat bacteria, but it really is, is an amazing antibacterial. Someone said, I use ginger in my smoothies. Wonderful. You know, again, remember ginger heats the body. <laughs> um, someone says, do I recommend vitamin C packs, which includes ginger and turmeric? Um, look, um, vitamin C um, is very, very valuable. 
Obviously, if you're under serious stress, vitamin high dosage is valuable. Ginger and turmeric are both rhizomes, very valuable, you know, for supporting the immune system. Okay. Well, anyway, it's around 1045. Uh, people are talking about, can you cover candida? Yes, please email me. Vashiva at vashiva.com. We have a talk set up, but remind me, I'm looking at candida and yeast growth. Someone just said oregano oil. We have a, uh, we're going to be doing a talk on oregano oil. Uh, what else? Truth, freedom, and health. Anyway, uh, thank you, everyone. So before I sign off tonight, uh, everyone, again, remember, we have around 37 days left in our U.S. Senate campaign. Wherever you are, please tell people uh, in Massachusetts, September 1st is the big election. Uh, again, you know, I'm running against three lawyers. Uh, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, in fact, I don't want to serve in the Senate more than one term. Uh, I, want, uh, I want to just do one term for six years. It's a lot of time. Um, and I'm doing it because I believe we need to fight for truth, freedom, and health. And I believe that um, the country, uh, for Massachusetts in particular, is a center in many ways of science and technology. And why are lawyers running? Why shouldn't a scientist, why shouldn't an engineer, why shouldn't a working person like one of us be in there? So one of the key things is, you know, the themes that's emerging of our campaign is beyond left and right, beyond black and white. It's time for all of us working people to unite for truth, freedom and health, for Shiva, for Senate. So everyone get out there, support the campaign. If you want to donate, great. You'll get the book in your body, your system. If you're out of the country, you can go right to yourbodyyoursystem.com and get it. You know, you can volunteer. But please support the campaign. It's our campaign. It's your campaign. Thank you, everyone. Be well, be the light, and let's win this fight. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, on Instagram. Thank